This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Hey, guess what? I found another way to do another Arrow episode. My name is Alex, or Volpeers. I use they, Z, Fox, and Void pronouns, and this is Stride with Pride. Hello and welcome back to Stride with Pride. I hope you've had a fantastic however long it's been since you've listened to the last episode. On this week's episode, we are going to combine two of my favourite things to talk about currently, polyamory and aerospec stuff. And today I have guests. We have them. Who are you? Hi, my name is Alcuin. I use they, them pronouns and I identify as non-binary, agender, aromantic, asexual and aeroace. And polyamorous, yes, <laughs> thank you. Hi, my name is Moss. I use they, them or aer pronouns and I am asexual, aromantic, non-binary and polyamorous. So first question is how or when did you figure out that you were arrow and when did you realize that you wanted to do polyamory? So I realized that I was polyamorous way before I realized that I was arrow. I've known that I've been polyamorous since my early to mid-teens, probably when I was around 14 I got the first inklings that I was poly and it was just because there were some people and I happened to like them all equally and it was like, huh, this is interesting. I've never been told that you can do this before. Well, I guess I can. This is fun. That was basically my reaction to it. And then I went with it for the rest of my life. But I only really started doing poly stuff in yeah 2021 when I got into a second relationship, obviously with the consent of my then other partner as well. As far as knowing that I was Aero, that was at the back end of 2020 when I suddenly like had a thought of, hang on a moment, the way in which I view the people that I like, it's sort of like friends, but all of the feelings that I have for my friends are present instead of just like some of the things that I feel for friends. So there's a hundred percent of the things that I feel about people who are my friends and then they're just sort of dialed up to 11 instead of 10. This is interesting. And so there was an Aero Ace person called Elliot at the queer club that I go to, Wacky, and I sort of just went up to them in a Starbucks one day and was like, hey, could I message you at some point about being a race? Because I'm not sure. And we got talking about it, and in the end, they, you know, got a metaphorical stick and bonked it on my head and went, I diagnose you with being asexual and aromantic. And, I mean, the identities fitted me really well since then, and I, I like it, and I've ran with it. So so I realized that I was aromantic end of 2021, so December, and it was basically from being told to read Loveless, and it took me a long time to read it because I just found it so relatable that it was hard to read because I would just read parts of it and be like, oh no, that's me. I don't want to think about the consequences of that or the outcome of that. I'm just going to not think about it until I realized that ignoring that 
the aromantic experience resonated with me was really not helpful for anyone, especially not myself. And in terms of polyamory, it more came from having the opportunity to do polyamory. I suppose from when I was younger, I never really got why people would just sort of pick one person and be like, ah, yes, everything in my life is now about this person. And if anything goes wrong, my entire life is just over. And I just didn't get that. I was like, why not care about more people? Why not be aware that, you know, sometimes people leave and you don't want to have everything just be over from that point onwards. And I would say it was something that affected my friendships with people because I would be like, oh no, you're all my best friends. Like, I, I love you all equally. And they'd be like, no, you have to pick someone that you like the most. And I'm like, uh, no. And then those friendships did not continue. But again, in terms of actually like when... I started, it, it would be December 2021. Well, I figured it out the polyamory stuff before the Arrow stuff. So partner I had at the time, they had said at the start of the relationship, um, which was monogamous to start with, that they were polyamorous in the soul, but like was fine to be monogamous. And we were for what, three months. And then I was just like, you know what? Open relationship would be chill. I'd be fine with that. And then it, it escalated from there and, you know, it was basically that. Like it was it was just it went slowly. It happened. I was not really something I considered before the relationship, but you know, I was like, eh, I, I wouldn't care that much. And then it, it didn't. But for the arrow stuff, um I figured that out second half of last year. 2021 and you know I've talked about this on end I questioned that I didn't really know what romantic attraction was and that I had actually been convincing myself that I liked people instead of being like oh yeah I like this person romantically it was oh yeah I could probably like this person romantically and then choosing to like them romantically because that's not how romantic attraction works and basically I've ended up figuring out that I was arrow because that's not how romantic attraction works and turns out I had been joking around the whole time thinking I was feeling it when I was not. So how do your arrow and polyamorous identities affect each other? So my arrow and polyamorous identities affect each other mainly in the while I'm polyamorous and so I can get into multiple relationships at one time, I wouldn't choose to get into a romantic relationship. I would only ever want to be in a queer platonic relationship, well, queer platonic relationships with people. So being polyamorous and being aero, that's affected the types of relationships that I would choose to get into. Yeah, I, I think that's the same for me. Like after realizing that I was arrow within a polyamorous relationship, I was like, if I have more, no romantic. And that was how I actually started figuring out that I was arrow and not just like arrow spec because I was like mm, I don't want romantic so I will not have romantic and some arrow people do like romantic relationships I am not one of them in terms of how being arrow affected my polyamory I'd never been in a romantic relationship uh, let alone multiple so I, I don't know how that would have looked if I had tried it so I would say being arrow affected my polyamory because it's the only way I've done polyamory is as an aromantic person who knows that they're aromantic and that they don't want a romantic relationship, which is why I'm really lucky that I'm in queer platonic relationships, which are just 
exactly what I wanted from what you would, I guess, consider a romantic relationship without any of the stuff that I'm not interested in and that I don't enjoy. So how has polyamory and or being arrow affected how you view your relationships, both partnerships and non-partnership relationships? I think that the whole idea of relationship anarchy is something that I've come across and come to accept through being polyamorous and through being arrow, the idea that not all relationships look the same and that all of them are different unique and beautiful things that can stand by themselves and don't need to have the same attributes as one another. I can have two relationships and they can look completely different and they can feel completely different and be completely different. An example that I would go for is two of the relationships that I'm in. One of us, we call each other partners, say I love you and all of that and if we were to walk around town together people might look at us and think that we are some sort of couple. And then another relationship that I am in, we call each other friends, we don't really say I love you, and most of our affection is done in a more private space, and people who are outside of our relationship and who don't know us might not think that we have a relationship. So in terms of what things look like from the outside, they can be completely different and wonderful, but at the same time both of those relationships that I have are completely wonderful and completely valid, and being polyam and being Aero has managed to show me that that is the case and it is wonderful. Another way in which they have influenced one another is that all of my relationships now are built off friendships, or at least I understand that they're now all built off friendships, and that is a really wonderful thing because it gives me such a solid base from which to build my quiverton relationships, in that there's all of this wonderful history between me and the person before we get into anything and I think that's really great. It, it also means that if I happen to want to get into a queer platonic relationship with somebody and they don't feel the same, the sense of rejection is not as massive as it might be for me because chances are they're still going to want to be friends with me and at the end of the day that friendship is still the most important thing to me with any person who I might want to be in a relationship with and so therefore that's quite useful, I'm not going to lie. It's <laughs> quite good to you know, sort of feel secure. Like I can talk to somebody and be like, hey, I, I like you as a friend, but dialed up a bit. And they can come back to me and they could either be like, hey, same, that's really cool. We should do this. Or they might just be like, I don't, I don't want to, or I can't, or I don't. But I feel secure knowing that even if they do say any of that or anything else, there is a no that we're still going to be good friends and we can still hang out together and vibe and do cool stuff. And I can feel secure knowing that nothing will have fundamentally changed between us at all. I would say that I think that being Arrow and being in queer platonic relationships has helped me be more aware of what I actually want from a relationship rather than just kind of relying on what I think other people expect from a romantic relationship and therefore what I should expect from them. Like it's meant that I've actually had to communicate what it is that I want and what my expectations are and I think without being aromantic I would have just relied on those expectations around romance and not really been happy. Yeah, like for me I, I really enjoy the like freedom that being both polyamorous and arrow gives me. I've said before, but like it, it really lets me explore relationships to their natural end, with obviously consent of the partners I have. But yeah, like it, it really takes the pressure off because when I thought I felt romantic attraction it was very much like a pressure thing that I had to feel this way. I had to keep feeling these 
those feelings, especially if I was in a romantic relationship. Whereas now it just feels so much more freer in both departments. So, you know, like I said, I can follow relationships to their natural end and my friendships can flourish in whatever way they want to and certain types of affection aren't limited to just a monogamous partner, you know? You can show affection for all your friends in whatever way you want to and I I really enjoy that. And being Arrow has given me the freedom to do that as well. And also like it's given me freedom to explore like sexuality and stuff. Exploring friends with benefits and stuff while having a partner to come back to was really nice as well. But also it's been really useful with relationship anarchy in ending relationships because I mean both in being Arrow and polyamorous with relationship anarchy the basis is friendship and like al said the basis of all of my relationships now is a solid friendship like when i thought i was alloromantic um you know i might just talk to someone once and be like okay i decide to like you now and that's you know not a solid foundation for a relationship but you know now i will only form relationships with people who i am really good friends with and I think that makes for really a lot healthier relationships. Um, but also it means that when you're decoupling, so I don't really like the terminology breakup because it sounds too romantic and also monogamous. Um, so um, the phrase decoupling or de-escalating is quite common in the polyamorous community. And I, I like it because it's just like you're just taking a step down, taking away some of the responsibilities. You're still friends. Like nothing horrendous has gone wrong. You're just taken a step down and that's okay and so it, it makes it a lot less painful and I'm not saying it's not painful but like it makes it a lot easier. Do you have any advice for people who are new to polyamory or arrow stuff and they're experiencing this themselves or people who might be questioning that they might be either or both of these things? So I think my first bit of advice is going to always be be safe particularly with polyamory as much as modern day society is in some sectors liberalizing and becoming more accepting of things there are still those people who are not accepting of that as good as they might be with other say lgbt issues and that can sometimes come as a shock so i would i i would say make sure that you know that you are safe in your surroundings before being open about it with other people and also be safe with who you're interacting with of course but other than that go out and explore it and have fun polyamory is beautiful and wonderful and has opened up a whole new world to me of things that i could never have really imagined before i got into it proper and started exploring that facet of my identity. It's allowed for me to see the world in just a completely different light to how I did beforehand. And I, I mean that genuinely in the most positive way that I can I can imagine. It's allowed me to meet and interact with the, the most brilliant people in the world. And it, it's genuinely just being polyamorous is something that I am thankful for every single day of my life. As far as being new to Aero stuff goes, I would say just, again, be safe. But you're valid. A lot of society is very allonormative. Well, all, all society is very 
heteronormative. You, you can't walk into a shopping mall without hearing a song about how much he loves her or how much she loves him, and that can that can weigh on you because there's very rarely a good song about how much I want to be friends with somebody and sit with them and have a cup of tea and maybe some cookies and play a good board game and go home and sleep in my own bed and that's it. You don't really get songs about that in today's day and age or other media at all. It's or or at least it's very very rare, and so it, it can occasionally feel like you're you're not right, you're not natural, and. You are right, and you are natural, and I think that that's something that you always need to remember as an Aero person, uh, d- despite what the message of society might be sending to you, it's wrong, and you are completely fine and valid as as you are. So don't feel pressured to get into relationships that you don't want to get into. Don't feel the need to jump into things just to prove that you too are human and can do these things because at the end of the day that's just going to hurt you more than it will more than it will help you. So I think that the the most important thing I can say is learn to embrace yourself. And for people questioning, then go for it, experience it, try it out. And if that works for you, then that is beautiful and amazing. Either the polyamory or the aero stuff, or both. That would be really cool. But <laughs> I might be biased there, though. But, but 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 genuinely, just go for it. And if and if if any of it works for you, then that's that's great. You found out something new about yourself that you were questioning beforehand, and you can know yourself just that little bit better. And that's that's wonderful and beautiful and fantastic. And it's always good for there to be more aero people. Just just go for it. And if that isn't something that works for you, then congratulations. You actually explored, found out and went, no, this isn't for me. I can't do that. And you are equally beautiful and valid. And it's wonderful that you actually did go out there and do that research and maybe tried something and you you had the ability to say no. And that's that's really, really wonderful too. So if you're questioning, go for it. And no matter which way it turns out for you, that's wonderful that you went for it in the first place and managed to come to an informed decision. Number one, communicate, communicate, communicate. Because if you don't tell people what it is that you want or need or what your boundaries are, then inevitably things are not going to go how you want them to because sadly people are not psychic they cannot read your mind they do not know what you want from them or what you need from them so really like take the time to think about that and to have that discussion even if it is super awkward and you want the ground to swallow you up and so you can just pretend it's not happening like just do it anyway because you'll feel so much better afterwards and then you know even if it turns out that the person you're having that conversation with wants and needs something different to you and you you know, you have to not continue to engage with them in the same way. That's better than holding on to something that isn't going to work, something that's not going to be what you need it to be, because that's just going to drain you in the long run. And both you and that potential partner deserve better because you deserve to be in relationships where your needs are being met. For me, I would say... Firstly, it can be incredibly scary when you first realize that you're arrow and or polyamorous because your whole idea of what you might have been thinking you would have in the future is completely changed. You know, like there's this idea that's beaten into us from childhood, like, oh, you got to grow up, you got to get married, you got to have kids, you got to live together, it's going to be one person, um, and you got to love all of that stuff. But that is 
completely upended when you realize that you're arrow and or polyam because that just isn't necessarily something that fits with you anymore and so you have to rebuild your entire idea of what you think your future might be from scratch which I know is really scary for me but it's also really freeing because you get to make it yourself you get to be creative and do what makes you happy instead of doing what other people say you should and it can be scary but it's also really exciting but also I will say that of course very very important for all relationships is to communicate especially your boundaries and keep to your boundaries when you're forming your relationship especially if you're arrow because like if you don't want to form romantic relationships as an arrow person then like you don't have to and if someone wants to do that and you don't you don't have to do it like stick to yourself and do what will make you happy um and also communicate these things with the people around you communication is like the most important thing in polyamory so do it a lot do it good and just do your best um, it can be really hard sometimes, but it's very, very vital and it's worth it. What's something that you want to tell monogamous or allo-romantic people? First off, what you do and what you have is beautiful because it, it really is. Um, like, I mean, I'm aro, but I, I, I quite like, you know, romance plots and stuff. And, and, I, and I like seeing my, my friends go out and be romantically inclined towards one another. I think that that sounds right. But yeah, what you have is still beautiful, even if that's not what everybody experiences. But I, I think it's very important for mono, monogamous people and allo Allo romantic people to remember that not everybody is like them. And I think that some people are very good at remembering that. And others others occasionally or very often might need reminders of that. The while society and the world at large might treat them as the norm, in reality there is no norm. Everybody is completely unique and beautiful and weird in the best way in their own right, and we're still living in a society that is in well, at least I live in the Western world, and in the Western world we are still living in a society heavily based around monogamous, allo-romantic Christian culture, and so that is what we have been told to accept as the norm, and... I think that it, I think that learning to unlearn that and starting to unlearn that and understanding that that isn't really the case at all is incredibly important. And I think that if more monogamous and allo-romantic people did that, I think that that would make the world at large and our society a much better, more accepting and inclusive place and generally a much more wonderful place to be in overall. Just maybe even just think about it. Like... Because if all you've ever assumed that you could have or wanted to have was a monogamous relationship, um, I think it could be really useful to just sit down and think, what are my boundaries? What do I actually want? What do I actually need from a relationship? And is polyamory something that could work for me? Is a queer platonic relationship something that could work for me? Because I think it's kind of like how cis people should stop and like think about their gender and be like, 
am I cis? Because even if you get to the end and you think, yeah, no, I am cis, then now you know, like you know who you are and you can feel really confident with that. And I think that knowing yourself better is always the thing to do because when you really know and understand yourself, then you can do that on purpose and be expressive with it and have fun with it and not be trapped as easily maybe into something that you don't want or that you don't enjoy because you just assume that it's what you do want because you've never thought about it. I think it's mostly just about unlearning your internal biases you know like there are a lot of things we don't really realize are allo or mononormative until it's pointed out you know things like couples retreats only being for two people and you know things like that you know like romance songs being everywhere and they're not being a, a, a good song about wanting to play board games and a cup of tea with your friends why are they not good <laughs> songs about playing board games yeah like it's it's about noticing when things like that come up and being like hold up hold up something something's a little fishy here and questioning that and also when you have negative reactions towards something that might be arrow or polyamorous content it's not to like chide yourself or anything it's to be like hang on where does this come from why am i thinking this you know figuring out how to unlearn all of that stuff and it's it's a hard and it's a long process and like you know we've had to go and go through that in realizing that we are polyamorous and arrow like unlearning internalized stuff so share the load <laughs> it's hard but it's also necessary to change our society for the better and lastly, what is your favorite thing about being polyamorous and aromantic? I love the freedom that it brings me in my life to explore relationships with other people and know that I'm going to have my friends and partners cheering me on in the background if they're not actively encouraging me to get into those relationships in the first place because I'm too nervous to text the person first. I, I just love the entire experience of it and find it wonderful and genuinely it's such a great part of my life and I am so happy every single day that I am polyamorous and aromantic because of what it does for me in my life and how it affects me in just all of these beautiful ways. I mean I've spoken before about the great stuff that it does for my relationships with people both friendships, partnerships and anything else and how it allows me to just keep that relationship base of friendship so central and core to everything and how that allows for just such a, a stable relationship. Oh, it's just popped into my head now, so I'm going to have to say it before it leaves my head again. But the communication as a poly person, learning communication and getting good at it, that has been wonderful for effects both within my more personal queer platonic relationships and all my other relationships, be that professional, private, that the communication skills that I have learned from being poly have been phenomenal. And I have to say that having now gotten into poly relationships, the ability to do that and to set boundaries more clearly and be more open to finding ways that work for me and work for other people and to the, the ability to just say, hey, I'm not comfortable with this. I would rather that we did this this way. It'll get to the same result, but we do it a bit differently. And the ability to speak up and say that has been wonderful. And I don't think that I would have gained that confidence or even the ability to think that saying that is even a option in some circumstances. I don't think that I would have got that if I hadn't gotten into the, the world of polyamory. So I, I, I genuinely just, just I'm, I'm so happy about the entire experience of it, but I think that those have to be my, my favourite things. I would say my favourite thing about polyamory is that it really validated those feelings that I had when I was younger, where I was like, why one person? Why one thing? 
and make that everything because polyamory is like no you don't have to pick one person you can have those like keep those avenues open and not lock yourself down in terms of who you want to love and then my favorite thing about aromanticism is that it helped me explain who I am to myself that I know that I'm not just confused or not understanding something it's like no you just you don't want those things and that is okay you don't have to want those things and it doesn't mean that you can't love people but it also doesn't mean that you have to to be considered human you can just vibe and have fun and have friends and I also think it's helped me be like I don't have to prioritize some romantic relationship over all of my friends so polyamory and aromanticism sort of merge those two things together really nicely yeah like for me I really really value and just love the freedom it's given me like I've said to like explore the different ways my relationships can be and not having to do them the regular old way I just love everything about it and you know it can be hard at first but you know it's so valuable to learn like you said those communication skills it's been so valuable in all different types of my relationships and I wouldn't change it for the world well, that is all for this week's episode of Stride with Pride. I hope you've enjoyed listening to my lovely goof on the show and learning a bit more about polyamory and aerospec stuff. For this week's Creator Spotlight, our creator is both on the aerospec and polyamorous. Their name is Max and they are a cosplayer on Instagram and their Instagram is It's Raining Max. I-T-S Raining M-A-X-X all one word and they have lots of cool cosplays and you should go check them out because they're super cool and amazing so you should go follow him but I hope you have a wonderful day afternoon or evening whenever you are listening to this don't forget to have a drink have a snack take your meds don't forget to spread your joy and I will see you all next time bye thanks for listening to this free FM podcast if you want to hear more content like this you can support free FM via patreon Head to patreon.com slash freefm89 to find out more.